All right, Doc, it's clear to me that you're neither hearing it nor feeling it. But what I can't discern is, are you mad at it? <laughs> I was hoping you'd say something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is clear, Gus, that you're neither hearing it nor feeling it. <laughs> but what I can't discern is, are you mad at it? Well, either way, you know that's right. It's episode seven, season four of this podcast, End of Psych, and it starts right about now. I've heard it both ways. 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 You threw me off. Usually you give me a heads up when you're throwing it to me. And welcome back to I've Heard I mean, It I Both Ways. <laughs> I thought it was part of the bit. <laughs> I was part of the, your monologue. Uh, welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe, riding shotgun in the blueberry with me, as always, is my partner in crime, the French tickler. <laughs> French, how's it going? I knew all about your moves, Harry, Mr. French tickler. <laughs> Uh, it's going pretty well, and uh, before we forget here, uh, not only is this a psych review podcast, but we put out a little bracket. I know we're bleeding into April, but the national championship game was what, this week? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it spills, you know, it's okay. It's not really March, Matt. Most of the madness happens in March, but it concludes yeah. in April, so we, we got some leeway here. And uh, so we did our, uh, our Gus nicknames, our Gus Madness, and... One of the favorites did win, but I was surprised at the finals, William. Were you really? Why were you surprised at the finals? I didn't think – I mean, I personally, I love Methuselah Honeysuckle. I just didn't think it was going to get that far. I mean, that's uh, that's the one Mac uh, – Mac, our guy from Mac and Goo, of course, said he was voting for all of the underdogs except Methuselah Honeysuckle, who was probably my best ever Madden name and player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gee Butter Snaps – uh, Lavender Gooms, I thought, had a real strong chance. I mean, that was the other one seed. But we had some real Cinderella's in there. Um, we have Felicia Fancy Bottom. Now, a little she might have been behind... a bit of a misseeding, but yeah. Right. But we had a bit of a you know, peek behind the curtain here. We had a couple. I think in each round we had some ties. And a couple two-three. Came... couple two-three. And, you know, we had a 50-50 tie between Ghee Butter Snaps and um, – Felicia Fancy Bottom and Billy tossed it to me. He knew of my love for Felicia Fancy Bottom, but I said I gotta go with what's right. Gee butter snaps, right? Has to move on, and it goes on to take it down. So congratulations to Gee Butter Snaps, one of the all-time classic, aka classic uh, names, the Heater. That's right, and uh, <laughs> it's it's one of the more filler ones too. This is my attaché, Gee Butter Snaps, aka the Heater. That's right. So this was a lot of fun. Uh, some of us, you know, doing you know, doing the polls for you know the the big regions. It, it, it got a lot easier once we you know got down to the final oh eight, God. Uh, the elite eight, and the final four. <laughs> but man, it's like, huh? And you know God what? Credit to Billy. the people who do it every year because oh, yeah. we put out the first two of the sixteens, uh, I think, and then I put out the next two. Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's yeah, putting out Twitter polls, but it, it's. It's a labor. It's a little it's bit a, of a labor. It's a labor of love is yeah, what it is. Exactly. But it, was, it was a lot of fun. And we got some good hits. Yeah. And so if you're listening, um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at um, <laughs> Da Pineapple Boys. And you know what? I we know for you. a fact. Da Pineapple Boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know for a fact we have about 100 regular listeners. So also tell a psycho, tell a friend about the podcast. But also go and follow us on Twitter because you know yeah. we're uh, we're approaching rapidly uh, about ten thousand total listens for the show. Which honestly, you know, I think we just did this thing for fun, and the fact that we almost have ten thousand all time, and with you know some days peaking at like five hundred to six hundred plays, that's not too bad. That's fucking great, is what it is. So uh, yeah, at the Pineapple Boys, follow us on Twitter. Billy's uh, is always putting up uh, great graphics and and things and. We'll always tell you when we're going live and, you know, we're going to tweet the shit out of every goddamn me cast member of this show until they give us some goddamn love. Something, somebody, <laughs> something. Give me a like. Give me a goddamn like. I want that. A little, a little baby like a little baby nugget. Yeah, just a little something, something. Uh, so with, <laughs> with all of that said, William, or Tickler, as I should say, why don't you tell the people of our process? All right, it starts with a holla, ends with the cream skull, and if there's time in between, a little Thundercats. Oh, and I apologize if I sound a little hoarse. 
uh, William and I, along with Mac and Bri and Bert and Lesko and Dumps, uh, we're at AEW last AEW. night screaming our goddamn AEW. brains out. And uh, we got to see up close the newest co-host of the Door Podcast, Adam Cole. Baby! Baby! Um, so if I sound hoarse uh, and mildly in pain, that's why. That's a story. <laughs> Literally a sore subject. Uh, <laughs> Doc had, had quite the night, but uh, yep. it was a hell of a night. And you know what? About this particular episode, I'll tell you one thing. I never really liked it before. What? Probably a year ago, because last year's just too mean, and I don't want to watch it. So it, it always kind of hurt to watch this episode. But spoiler alert, it's fucking an all timer. It, it really is. Yeah, last is a great A prick in this episode, and eh, so is it last. I mean, uh, Jules, if if we're being honest, uh, she's a little bit nicer, but Sean gives her very good reason to kind of be a little bit of a B word. Yeah, but she was like that prior to Sean being. She was a a little bit, but also Sean and her little bit weird situation. Anyways, she was at least professional. Yeah, ish. Uh, But this is the first time we've seen really seen any animosity between the two. Yeah, which is good. They they told him to get out of there too sweet. Right. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Crashed and then burned and then crashed again and then somehow <laughs> landed in Chile uh, where he was eaten by his soccer teammates. Yeah. Um, but this for me has always been an all timer for me because of uh, the guest stars. And, you know, we always like to start the show, you know, where does it rank? I mean, we're halfway through the season now. So we've got a good, a good chunk of episodes behind us. And for me, up to this point is 1A. And Sean gets the yips is one B. Like so far, these are my two favorite episodes Doggy. we've gotten yet from this um, season. Now these will be spoiler alert. These will be eclipsed when we get to the finale. Uh, but so far, I mean, I fucking love the, these two episodes, and we're about to hit a string um, of really good episodes here. Oh, no doubt, and you know, just a. To do a little back and forth here from the top to the bottom. Um, Extradition, British Columbia, which had Despero, we loved. High yep. Noonish, uh, he did. Well, that was probably the weakest one so far, but it was still good. High yep. Noonish, we loved. Uh, the Devil in the Details, we loved. Sean Gets the Yips is probably one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Bollywood Homicide, we remember liking way more. Yep. You know, the second, like the whatever time around we watched it this time, it was grew a new appreciation and then one of my favorites is next week let's get harry sean takes a shot in the dark classic you can't handle this thrill seekers hell raisers a very juliet episode death is in the air think tank yeah that, fuck, i think that's where we get a repeat of the gee butter snaps yep uh the head the tails the whole damn episode that probably is an all-timer for me too and then mr yin presents so yeah we are in for like yeah buckle up we're in the malden thick of it if you I will am. double hoops <laughs> fit your so- fist right through it Ah, whoa, hey, hey, that's a fucking family podcast. The hoop. Let's not talk about fists, okay? This is, you know. The hoop. Yeah, the, yeah, the hoop. Um, so for me, you know, this episode is never not funny. I, I mean, it, it, it's all made by the guest stars. Yes, you know, uh, I, I'm going to spill the beans now. Sean is at s- some of his all-time best here. But, you know, Jaleel White, uh, Keenan Thompson <laughs> – and fucking Woody, uh, Kurt Thomas, uh, just absolutely friggin' nail it. And everyone elevates everyone, and it is so goddamn funny. I fucking love it. Yeah, there's some of the best lines just in you know a small window too. Uh, right out of the gate, we get some good stuff. But like you said, the 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 guest stars. I mean, Jaleel White. I mean, I know that Keenan Thompson kind of uh, steals it a little bit, but but Jaleel White's just as good. Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he's more of like the kind of straight man, <laughs> right? But he likes he's he's very cowardly too, and the but the way he plays it off, like it's very um, look on the dark he, side. <laughs> yeah, he's very smarmy, yeah. uh, and and he pulls it off absolutely perfectly. Um, we got a great, you know, Gus. Lassie dynamic this episode. A lot of oh strife mm-hmm. between the main characters and the secondary characters. I, I mean, I, I, they're, not, they're secondary characters only in that Sean and Gus are the, you know, they're, you know, um, 
But Sean versus Jules, Gus versus Lassie, I thought Max was versus Sever. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, two weeks in a row we've made that joke. Um, really, sort of, you know, um, elevated this episode as as did Gus. He he did put on an acting tour de force. He did. Everyone kind of did. It was it was so much better than I remembered it. And I remember liking it probably like two years ago, being like, all right, this one is unbelievable. I can put aside the uncomfortableness with Lassie because it is, I think that to me is why I don't like watching this one too much because the tension is real there and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it when mommy and daddy are fighting. Right. I don't. Yeah. And like Gus is really pissed and Lassie's really a dick. And I, I'm like, oh, no, 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 these are my, these are my family. These are my friends. Don't do that. And I love I love the response from Sean. He's like, I know what you need. And then it goes to the next scene, and I'm walking on the boardwalk, and mm-hmm. Gus is eating a Frosty. I, mean, I was expecting a Jamba Juice. Yeah. You know? Some jerk chicken, some Johnny Cakes. Right. But, you know, the Frosty, I get it. Um, so as we just mentioned, our guest stars, Jaleel White, plays Tony. You may know him as Stefan Urkel. Uh, we have Keenan Thompson, who plays June. You might know him from Keenan and Kel. Saturday Night Live or Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. Um, we got oh we have four. This was this episode is jam-packed. We've got Tony Todd, who plays Detective Moose Thompson. Uh, you may know him from Candyman. Yeah, if you want to cast a badass man, who's the guy from Westworld that's always playing a bad guy? That's the bad guy in Westworld. Um is it so is it uh like Walter Coogan's or uh hang on. I, I've only seen like a couple episodes of Westworld. So, you know, fun fact about me: I think the show stinks. Ah, eh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to tell you. You have to be intelligent to like it. You have to be intelligent <laughs> to like it. <laughs> ah, sorry. No, I I stopped watching. I think at season two, I was like, you know what? That's the that's the series finale for me. Yeah, I think you know, and and the only reason why I kind of sort of watched it because I think there was much to your chagrin. Uh, there was a Radiohead song being played on the piano, uh, d- you know, throughout the first season, um, and I, I tried watch the first couple episodes, but Ed Harris, a- by the way. Oh, Ed Harris, yes. This is a psych podcast, not a Westworld podcast. That is coming up after. No, it's soon to be a Rosalian Isles podcast, <laughs> but or Sirens or Sirens. Oh, Sirens, yes. Uh, and then lastly, Kurt Fuller. Um, I don't know what I called him before, but. Uh, he plays Woody Strode. We get Woody. Um, right, we got a Woody. We got a Woody. You'll know him from Ghostbusters 2, uh, Wayne's World. And this one is uh, just for goo. I know you're listening. Probably <laughs> not. But he's a big That's My Bush guy. And he was Carl Rove. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I never watched. But um, I know goo has, so he'll know. Yeah, I loved him in Wayne's World, actually. He's fucking phenomenal. Uh, he but was tremendous. Yeah. We get a little bit of introduction to him. It's not a full-on Woody. It's about, uh, maybe that's how we can do it here. We can rate the Woody. Uh, rate the Woody. Yeah, it's a strong Woody. Yeah, this is this is about a half a Woody. Or, yeah. you know, just like, uh, it's a it's a grower of a Woody. Like, right. he's going to he's gonna come into his own before he's a full shower here. So, <laughs> it, he is, he's, he's funny. Growing. Yeah. But, I mean, by, like, five more episodes, he's already hilarious so yeah he's a nice full wood yet yeah he's not full wood yet but still great we still get some great lines from him um so those four great uh you know uh guest stars in this episode uh two of which really knock it out of the park um so case synopsis william i will spare you from having to read <laughs> a member of Gus's college singing group is murdered, and while the other surviving members are no longer on speaking terms with Gus, they hire Sean anyway because he's very good at solving things with very little evidence uh, to investigate the crime after the police classify the death as accidental. So, um, pretty straightforward. It's uh, the, I thought the story in this episode was great, um, and, and we kick it all off with a great cold open here. Where you see Sean and Henry, they're in like an old time, you know, old timey electronic store, right? Uh, what was Circuit the, City? Circuit City. Sears or, and Roebuck. Sears, yeah, Sears and Roebuck. Now, what was the um, the um, it wasn't Circuit City. It was um, yep. Oh God, um, they went out of business a long time ago. But uh, Radio Shack. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where you got uh, right. So he's at a Radio Shack type place. <laughs> And he's like, he's a computer there. So this is what early nineties, 
and yeah. Sean's trying to, you know, uh, you know, con Henry into getting a computer because his teacher says it'll really prepare him for the future. And Henry's response here is the most classic Henry old man thing ever. Where he says, Sean, get your head out of the clouds. Those things are just another passing fad like rap music, Madonna, and... L.A. Law, which is yeah. great. I, I wish he would have said the uh, the uh, the Major League Trilogy, but L.A. Law is a good shout-out. <laughs> and so I was just like classic Henry because, I mean, computers, right? Like, he goes, if you, want to, uh, if you want to focus on something that might actually make you some money one day, and he hands him a detective kit. Yeah. Like, things like, oh, get the... F- <laughs> So that was that was a good little chuckle there, uh, the cold open. Um, but overall story, we'll just we'll just get right into it. Um, what a fucking start for this episode! <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> Quizzle with the uh, comment here. What about service merchandise? I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Holy smokes! How you doing, Quiz? Um, but this was one of the more intense uh, openings that we got. You know, it, it's very the, the Jason Bourne. It is very Jason Bourne, right? You you get that sort of um, action adrenaline pumping right from the get go. You see um, Diddle's athleticism, by the way. <laughs> he was five ten. Man can dunk with two hands. <laughs> Took a basketball to him. Oh, here I go again. <laughs> I was rewatching the other night, and as soon as he said, I, I was just texting you things. <laughs> That's so good. And he uh, plays a very good, and like you kind of see Keenan Thompson, and you're like, okay, this is going to be probably most likely over the top acting, but he kills yeah. it. Oh, he nailed it. It's just perfect. <laughs> Man, it was barely 5'10. He could tuck a basketball with two hands. hands. Uh, but uh, we get a very, very suspenseful you know, uh, start to the show. And we, we it's very rare that we, we get the actual murder, mm-hmm. um, and you see it. And when 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 it's when it's choking someone with a bag, that's intense. That's intense yeah. to watch. Yeah, for a USA show, sure. Uh, yeah, but it was it was pretty cool because you don't have any idea. You don't know that this guy knows Gus yet. Just some random dude yeah. on his bicycle uh, yeah. hops up the uh, catwalk thingy there or fire escape. You know, basically just uh, does some CrossFit, gets up there, and it was some. And that's the thing. It's kind of believable he's in there quick boom 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 uploads the file or whatever and he's kind of stalling and you know it's a nice little countdown of him getting choked and the file counting down to 100 percent to send yeah yeah because that's you know so that's where the cold open comes into play right it's it, this episode revolves around technology computers um and so what we we don't know the character's name yet we just see him like you said he's trying to you know send a file we don't know to whom um, but apparently it's very important. Um, and the next scene we get to, uh, the funeral, we find out, uh, that this character's name is something, but he also goes by diddle. And what I love about this scene before we get into the comedy of it is that, you know, you see the picture of diddle, you know, you're at a funeral cause they're at a church. And as the camera sort of panning around, you have Sean and Gus entering, uh, the church. Um, and then you see, you see some you see some characters that are going to play some roles in the episode, but you very clearly see Candyman, and you know right away something's up. Well, yeah, he's suspicious, and you yeah. know he's a big he, he was a kind of big enough actor to be like, okay, that's not just your regular you know run of the mill character actor on USA, right? And so you know we're at the funeral, and we'll, we will discuss this scene a little bit more in depth when we oh get God. to, because this is one of my, this is one of the all time scenes because one of the things that you're going to hear us talk about a lot tonight or today or whatever you're listening to this or watching this. Um, part of what makes Sean's comedy in this so great is, is not just the, the terrific one-liners, but it's his facial expression. Oh, it's unreal. His facial acting in this, especially just in this church scene alone, when he finally gets the amen and him and Gus like shoot the look like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But and the then, whole oh sorry, I, uh, just quickly. I forget it's if it's already happened, but when we get uh charismatic preacher Sean, which I think is in the uh yeah, well, oh my god, I feel the come on, that might be season eight. But he does the, uh, can I get an amen? And then he yeah. also asks for an mm-hmm. And Gus yeah. goes, you can't ask for an mm-hmm. Those are voluntary. Yeah. Because right. I watched this thing twice, and I was like, where's that fucking line? And I was like, oh, yeah. it's much later. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I feel a shout coming. Oh, there was time when ta- Sean, what did I tell you about the nod? Yeah. <laughs> but though, so comedy aside, right? The 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 main you know, the main thing that happens here at the funeral is we get that nice camera shot where we we see some of the player the, the characters that are going to play some roles in this episode. Uh, but this is a, really our first introduction to Tony and June. Um, and, you know, they want to hire uh, Sean, even though uh, they don't associate with people who hang out with busters like Gus. Yeah, <laughs> Buster. <laughs> you know, that's right, B. Yeah. Who's B? <laughs> Everybody but you. Yeah. And that's And that's like you with your nephew, because you said, what were you saying? That ain't P? Oh, I, I, what did I say? I said. Because I bought him MLB of the show, and I bought him the, the, the MVP edition. And I said, is your Uncle P or is your Uncle P? And he goes, you got to stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, streaming. Uh, so Psych is on uh, the cock quiz. It's on Peacock. And Amazon Prime if you have it. That's why yes. I watch it. Yep. Um, and so they want to hire Sean because they believe uh, that Diddle – uh, was murdered. It wasn't a bike accident. Uh, and one of, one of my favorite lines here is is it comes from June, who's you know uh, Keenan Thompson. He go <laughs> where he says something to the to the effect of he was the only brother I knew who rode a bike as an adult, as a grown man. <laughs> oh, as a grown man. <laughs> he was the only brother I knew to ride a bike as a grown man. <laughs> as a grown man. <laughs> his, his comedic delivery and what fits so well is if he's acting like this in another show. You might be like, yeah, but like yeah. the psych world is made for Keenan Thompson. It just really walking. is, which is a bummer. He isn't in the follow-up episode to this several seasons later, but um, they want to hire Sean and Gus because, you know, Sean is very good at finding things with very little evidence. The, the, less, the little or the better. The little or the better. And uh, so, you know, because another underlying theme in this episode, which is really good, you know, so comedy aside, Again, we get layers to it. We we talked about the animosity between Gus and Lassie and and Sean and Jules, but we also get this like real fear from Sean because he looks uh, at Gus and his two best friends from from college and the falling out they had, and he's afraid uh, that maybe they will have that same falling out one day. And so he's like, like he's very over the top and wanting to bring them together and be a part of that world and. Uh, so Sean was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we'll, we'll take the case. You know, we'll take the case. And you know, this was just, uh, uh, man, this such a good scene, Billy. Oh, it's fantastic. And the other thing that I really like about this episode too is the careful way that they write something like this into Psych, because this is an area of Gus's life where Sean isn't there, and. We kind of already have established that, but we haven't really established when. But right. it would make sense in their relationship that we already have four seasons of, or three and a half, that when Gus went away to college, that's when Sean had you know, 47 jobs over the last seven years. Yeah. You know, when he was driving the Wienermobile, or he was working in an Indian casino, or he was <laughs> uh, at uh, the Montana Museum where he was in the jaws of the, the T-Rex. Right. So, or he was driving the, the Wienermobile. Um it makes a lot of sense that this is the time when him and Gus weren't like they were friends, obviously, but they weren't like hanging out every day like they were before well, and after. And and what it does too, and I and I, I just thought of this as as you were talking there is that you know, I mean, you want to talk about codependent, right? Like mm-hmm. Sean and Gus, they are just peanut butter and jelly. They are yin yang. They are they are the greatest couple in TV history. Right, they need each other. They're 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 at their strongest when they're with each yeah. other. And we've seen episodes, especially in Feet Don't Fail Me Now, where they're sort of working against each other, and just how everything just doesn't work, and then they end up back together again. Oh, yeah. So what this shows, in a, in 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 a way, is that like Gus is off at college, he's doing his thing, he's singing a cappella. He's Mary and Mary, right? He's just, he's, he's doing his thing, but we see Sean just is this lost little puppy for four years. Mm-hmm. And it's not until they get back together again, that things, you know, start to, you know, become more stable, at least, you know, at least for Sean. So 
that's just good character depth, you know, and it's a mm-hmm. very subtle way of showing you that without like you having to hit you over the head with it and yeah. and, and tell you about it. So, um, and it's such a great thing too because it's able to build episodes like you were talking about where they kind of flip the the script on its head and you know all of a sudden there's mismatched pairs like right. it's a random WWE tag team night and Jules is with John and Lassie is with Gus. Right, right. Um, hamburgers. <laughs> the tag Why team. Why would you match. see hamburgers? <laughs> Oh, I don't know, Jules. Um, you're saying hey, uh, beachside Pilates. Um, <laughs> no, what was I going to say after that? I forget, but that was a good drop in. Uh, <laughs> either way, either way, like the dynamics that they create in this show are just, they're so good because now like you have the building blocks to really do whatever you want. And I always yeah. say, you know, you can't work outside of the box until you can work well with inside the box. And this is the point that I was going to make. And then we get back to on track here. A lot of times it shows like this, they'll drop in. Oh, these are my college friends. This is my cousin or whatever, whatever. And you think about it in the history of the show and you're like, well, that's not even possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. They found a plausible way to stick it in there where it's not just like, like Sean would know 99.9% of any of the people Gus has ever met, but he's never met these people. But it's not like how the fuck has he never met him? They've kind of worked it in there, or they they you know figured out like how can we get these in there? What's a gap that we can put them in there? Oh, it's this because yeah, sometimes yeah. writing on these shows, it's lazy. Yeah. This was fit well into the story yeah. that was already laid out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really done. The writing on the show has always been fantastic. We, it's writing is very little, you know, very rarely a criticism we have. Um, but we, we get to the office, you know, um, and where because Sean's, you know, decided to take the case much to Gus's Buster, uh, chagrin. And, and again, we get a lot more comedy here. Um, but this is where we learn that Tony and June received this weird email from Diddle. Mm-hmm. So this is what Diddle was sending. You know, he, he was sending this email because it was something important on there, important enough to get him killed over. And, you know, it just has the, you know, the subject line, it's so hard to say goodbye, which, side note, we didn't talk about this. We get a a back-to-back episode with alternate, um, you know, intro songs. This one's sung by the classic group Boys to Men. Um, Tremendous. I needed, Uh, like, a little, like, of the uh, the tall guy with the, the cane. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should you should work that into yeah. uh, <laughs> my side hustle there. Right. But I did, baby. I've been loving you for a long time. Like <laughs> so at least something from like and maybe at the end credits. I don't know. But it's always <laughs> nice when you get the psych specialty song. Yes, I think you get a few more along the way. But this one, it's definitely the the uh, the Spanish version is the best. This is probably yes. the second one though. Oh, hands down, they're all good. I'd say yeah. the Christmas one probably stinks. Oh yeah, the Christmas one definitely stinks. I love the the uh, the dual spires one because mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely got that twin. Peaks the Bollywood one was fucking bumping. The Bollywood one does bump. You know, it's it it it, it slaps. It goes a little hard. Um, right, I'm doing it. Again. <laughs> it's pee. <laughs> it's pee. <laughs> so, and then we find out that Gus too got the email, but he del- he deleted it because he thought it was just Diddle trying to get the band back together. And Gus wasn't having it. This is where we get. This is where we get. Uh, that that's cold, B. <laughs> Who's B? You know, from Gus. I mean, from Sean. Everybody but you. No, that's at Henry's. I oh, just that's right. That's the first reference it. of B. That's right. That's right. And so, and then you get June who drops another line where he says, "Yeah, man, that's like Beyonce in the first Destiny's Child." Cold. <laughs> and then maybe the best scene. You know, the best moment of this scene, I should say, was, uh, you know, Gus says, I wouldn't even get back together if Jesus was our manager. If Jesus was our man. It's clear Sean wants to be in it. Bring us back together. Not bad. Pretty good pipes. Uh, Better than me. Uh, (laughs) That's not saying much, though. But um, (laughs) Sean, like, you know, it was always my dream to be in a four piece band. Five as a backup, but right. <laughs> Sean is just so like he wants to be a part of that world so much because he like Sean doesn't like he's got FOMO, major mm-hmm. FOMO, mm-hmm. right? And so 
that's one of the great elements of this episode is that anytime Sean hears someone singing, he's popping it. What? What? You got you guys sing it? You know, he's like a you know, like a little meerkat. Um, and it just just that always sticks out with me, him singing that. And then uh, well, this is well, Gus also, but he wasn't hearing it, he wasn't feeling it, and you know, yeah, okay. trying to discern whether or not he was mad at it. By the way, like that I line... say that all the time, by the way. <laughs> I go, Megan, you ain't feeling it, let alone you ain't hearing it, let alone feeling it. But are you mad at it? <laughs> like that is like such a great way to work that into because it's like casual to start and then yeah. But what I can't discern is are you feeling it? <laughs> so I mean I just love that. I mean I quote this so much. There's another line that's coming up here that that I quote. I, I just say randomly a lot because it, it's again it's the delivery. Can't say that enough. They've they've got actors on this show that can deliver lines. Just that are impeccable, impeccable. Um, and this is where you know we also get the you know fucking Tony saying, "Look on the dark side." Who talks like that? It is true, but I do love that's something I've never heard before. It's like a nice classic comedy thing, like turning a phrase on its head. But like the look on the dark side is hilarious. Yeah, and um, and then this is where we also get some more important information where mm. we learn that Diddle worked for Cybervault. Which uh, they protect very high profile, you know, information. So that's going to play a big role in this episode. So we, we know that Diddle sent them a highly encrypted, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, file that Sean just wants them to decryptify. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. that easy, Sean. That's why he put the parental controls on your computer. Uh, but some of those were killing them over, but. They have the answer. They just don't know how to unlock it yet. Mm-hmm. But now that now it's revolving around cybersecurity, is it trade secrets? Is it who knows? So, like the intrigue in this episode is high from the start. Um, and then we flash forward to Diddle's apartment, which again is another hilarious scene. Yeah, you get them in there. When they, we, we got to get those jackets. I mean, we just. Uh, <laughs> for those of you listening, I don't know if you can tell by our grunting, we did the little uh, little hands up, hands down dance that they did in the the uniform and jacket. But we get some good Sean Clue face going on in the apartment. Yeah. He figures out that uh, you know he was a man who rode a a bike as a grown man, but was very safe conscious like Gus. That's also kind of what I like about this episode too. That Gus and Diddle seemed very similar, so obviously they would still keep in touch. While June right. and Tony, a little bit more meh. Uh, not probably yeah. as smart as those two, but Dill still kept in touch with them because they didn't sleep with his girlfriend. Right. So that makes sense. Everything working out there, but you get the key pieces of information there that, you know, there's the one plug plugged into like all the computer stuff. Yeah. And then the, the missing bike helmet when no, the bike helmet that was there that he would have never gone without. Right. And there was like uh safety straps mm-hmm. and missing computers, a lot of stuff that was missing. So, uh, you know, clearly, you know, something happened there. You know, Diddle was in a rush. Um, and so they're, they're going through all the things. That's where we get the jackets. Uh, we, Billy, we get black satin jackets. We put pineapples on the back Ooh. and maybe a little pineapple on the front as well. Mm, I like uh, it. Um, Orange and, and yellow stripes. Yeah. On the side. Fuck yes. Um, so they're at Diddle's apartment um, and, you know, Sean's figure, okay, there's definitely something shady going on here. They go back to the station, and you know, this is where you know Lassie and Jules, they're just they're being knobs, right? Just, and if I may, you may. It's coming off of a few episodes here where Sean saves Lassie's life with the gun to his head at the yep. uh the park with the the grieving dad. The episode before he saves Juliet's life. Yep. Yeah, and then they saved the hometown like growing up thing in the He Dead episode or the yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the old timey. Uh, yeah, I always forget the name of that. Town High Noonish. High Noonish, which I'm drinking right now, so I should have known. But like <laughs> he saved their lives or a childhood institution in this season, almost in back to back episodes, and they come in and they're just like almost for no reason. I think that's why I didn't like it because it's out of nowhere. Right, it's out of he character. Literally saves. Juliet in the episode before. 
Which makes you wonder, okay, where, where, when was this episode filmed in relation to the other one? And right? when was it shot? When was it written? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, totally. And so the other thing, too, oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, is that the, at the end of the episode, right? Like, Because that's the other thing. Sean's like, you know, a couple of the high tense moments happen, you know, between the four of them when when shit hits the fan later on and and Sean goes if you had just listened to us we could have avoided this mm-hmm. and then Jules lays into him and then has the balls to say you know if you could divine anything now would be the time to tell us and Sean's like oh so now it's yeah fuck you I'm out and then at the end when they when they figure it out when, when Sean and Gus saved the fucking day once again Sean's like hey we're a team here and then, and then, fucking that prick just says, "You're not a cop, Spencer. You never will be," and just brushes right by him. Okay, so and hundred percent. And then this is it. This Sean gets the yips, which is the episode where he saves Lassie. Yeah, that's episode five. Episode six is Hollywood uh, Bollywood Homicide, where he saves Juliet. So yeah, he yeah. literally saves both of them in back to back episodes. So maybe they're a little tiffed. That they can't get it done on their own. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe yeah. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. But to me, I think that's why this immediately turned me off. It's like there was no ramp up. It was just all of a yeah. sudden heel turn. Yeah. It was. It was. It was sudden for sure. It was out of care. And especially I could see it from Lassie because that's fucking Lassie. But the jewel stuff that that was, I didn't put it in my least favorite things. But yeah, that was definitely out of left field for show. Um, but this scene, Billy, this scene marks a new era in psych so sean and uh gus want to get on the case they won't let them but lassie lets it slip that there's a new coroner mm-hmm. um but they can't go see them unless they have a police escort and they're not going to give it to them so they tell them to, to shoot shoot uh so what do they do they go visit the new coroner who's the new coroner woody woody strode yeah. uh so like you said right this this isn't full wood Mm-hmm. But it's good wood. Uh, it's always, I mean, I, I I venture to say it's always good wood. True, true. And so they get down there. Sean's like, okay, how are we going to pull this off? He puts on a lab coat, makes Gus, you know, be a cadaver, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> gives us one of the great uh, – uh, I've heard it both ways where uh, – <laughs> Abercrombie and Fletch. Yeah, where where Sean puts the, the blanket over Gus, and Gus is like, you're, you're a corpse. You're going to cover you. Corpses don't wear Abercrombie and and, and Just from yeah. He goes, it's it's fit, Sean, and don't tell me you've heard it both ways. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> so they, they need to talk to the coroner because they want to figure out if there was something suspicious about Diddle's death. Mm-hmm. And Woody comes in; he's kind of straight laced at first, um, you know. And then <laughs> Detective they... Miles, oh, one of the good guys. Yeah. I don't know his first name's actually Detective. <laughs> And so we get, you know, we get a little gullible, kind of, you know, kind of, you know, slightly goofish Woody. Um, but, you know, he's asking, he goes, oh, I heard this was foul play. And he goes, no, no, it's your, it's your standard. Uh, Straightforward. Uh, yeah, hit injury. and run kind of thing. And he does, he, but he says it like this. And, um, and Sean just kind of looks at him. He goes, that's, that's, my, that's my Caruso, you know, from uh, CSI <laughs> Miami. Uh, so you're getting a taste. You're getting that taste of wood. You know, and it's 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 there, and so he's like, um, he goes to write down like to write down the toe tag uh, mm. for Gus, and the, the pen won't work, so he leaves the room for a second, and so, you know, this is where we get some helpful Gus, where he pops up and says, well, mm. uh, you know, a crushed I know, tire, boy, can yeah, yeah, can can lead, you know, could be a sign of asphyxiation or, or a strangling, uh, and what do you call it, the hemorrhoid bone? Yeah. <laughs> and so when he poses this to Woody. Um, you know, he, he goes, Oh, you know, well, I guess maybe uh the 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 motors or the, the the hit and run could be a way um to sort of hide the fact that or disguise the fact that this was actually a murder and that they ran over him to make it look like a hit and run so it would take the heat off him. And I thought that was a really good plot point. No, it's great, and it, it does give you the missing piece there of all right this guy we saw strangled why mike accident yeah um so they've got some evidence okay now they got some juice okay this was you know this was potentially murder here they go back to diddle's apartment you know with the guys 
Um, they're clearing out some of his personal belongings. And again, the comedy we get here, Billy. So now they're outside. They're kind of carrying some of that stuff. And I fucking love June. He's just like, man, why couldn't he just play dead? That's what I do. They'd be like, I'm going to kill you. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, all right, he's dead. They walk away, you know? And then this is where I think we get like like Tony, like this is the character that Tony is where you know he, he clearly is all yeah. about the fake news. You well, know, they've been alerted that they also might know that they were on the encrypted email and somebody might be coming after them. Right. So then Tony goes, I didn't get the email. <laughs> That's like you just can't pretend you didn't get the email. And then June goes, Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. You know, so Gus is losing his shit. They're like, okay, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, June, you know, goes to automatic start his car and it blows up. And this, this might be the funniest damn thing that comes out of June's mouth. And I say this all the time, Bill. I mean, literally, I, I have say heard this you all the time because the car blows up. They're all like, ah, my mama gave me that car. And just the way he says it, the look on his fucking face. And you know what? That's an homage to, right? It's from Friday, right? Yeah. My mama yeah. gave me that chain. My grandma yeah. gave me that yeah. chain. <laughs> So I just, oh, mama give me that cat. It's the way he says it. It's delivery. I think I said that to, to, to Swaggins once where she asked me where I got my car. And I just go, my mama give me that car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally can't help myself. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. The funniest damn thing. But now, now shit's for keeps, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, you guys are definitely targets. Uh, you know, they uh, they go back to the station. This is where, this is where we get the most prickish. I've ever seen any character on this show, period. Like I think we might get one more really pricky lassie too. Uh, yeah. But I think this is the tops. It gets him and Gus nose to nose, basically saying that now they have to look into their past and all of that kind of jazz, whether the shadiness started with them. And yeah. it gets heated. And this is the part I'm not supposed to like, and I don't like it, but not in like, uh, it's bad. It was good. It made you. It hit you in the feels. Like fuck you. Well, it did. Like I said in the beginning, it, uh, it's a Gus acting toward a force because mm-hmm. they're nose to nose, mm-hmm. right? And and we we talk about you know Timothy Amundsen all the time and how great he is as an actor and how great he is on the show, and we know you know Gus has a storied you know acting you know uh, background as well, but you feel it. The show like when the show wants you to feel something, it makes you feel something yeah, you might not be hearing it but you're feeling it and i am right. at it <laughs> so you know they're coming blow you know face to face and then sean's trying to get some information from jules um and he kind of does it in a weird way where he's like i know he's flirting know. but he has a girlfriend and jules is sick of his shit basically yeah he's like i know that you're you're jealous because of abigail bop, 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 and she goes, oh, cute, Sean. You know, I'm sure your girlfriend would appreciate you using her as a tactic to try and get information from me. So I get Jules in that regard. Mm-hmm. I understand oh, yeah. the tension there. And this is where we get that line I mentioned earlier, which I crashed and burned, only to crash again, land in Chile, and be eaten by my soccer teammates. And then I wrote a note here. Sub Jules. You okay? You know? Mm-hmm. I'd be thinking, like, are you okay? You talk to someone? And then I get friend-zoned, and that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> happens i was yeah captain friend zone over here um so then we go to cyber vault because sean uh wants to investigate you know diddle's work and um you see Candyman just kind of sitting in the car outside Mm -hmm. they don't see him but we as the viewers sees him so you're thinking all right fuck what's gonna happen to sean and gus here um and this was a great little scene uh, because we see Sean do some, like, he does one of those cool, like, MacGyver detective tricks where what we know about, we already, it's already well established that Diddle is very much like Gus and he's very anal retentive. He's mm-hmm. very organized and obsessive compulsive in a bit. So you see his workstation and it is immaculate. And you see two rows of um, sticky notes, but one of them is missing. So Sean goes, Oh, I've always wanted to do this sort of thing. He breathes on the spot and then he writes down what was written. Um, so they've got um, some addresses. And then this is where we get a couple of Christmas hams. Well, hello, Chelsea. Uh, and also, I do love the line where he's like, those two brothers couldn't call it a tab their way out of a Staples or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm going to get mad at them because they can't organize. But yeah, we get uh, the love interest of the episode. Uh, we get a rare nickname of his own. Two of them, actually, yeah. from Gus here. We'll save those for later. But um, it is a good one. And <coughs> excuse me, didn't hit the cough button. Uh, we find out basically that Diddle and her were about to like start dating. But obviously then he died. But he was looking into some shady stuff there. Yeah, he he, he had stumbled ac- across something uh, that was you know uh, not on the level, and we and we learn here that also Diddle is the best encryptor that that company has. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's he's tremendous. Like no one can can break his shit. So he, stuff. Yeah, so he definitely was stumbling onto something, which is why you know okay, we definitely know Cyber Cyber uh, Vault was you know some something got leaked here. We had to we still but we still don't know what to. That's another great thing. Is that we're halfway through the episode now, and we still have no idea what the what it could possibly be, you know, that Diddle was trying to to uncover. So one of the addresses, um, you know, that um, oh, so before uh, we, we, before we go to where you know the addresses, we go to Henry's because that's where uh, Sean and Gus said it's Dash Junie and to- uh, Tony and June, <laughs> and this was a great thing. Where they they walk in and everything's all a f- fluster because June had shot himself with a BB gun, <laughs> and Henry's like, "Why would you idiots give these two idiots a BB gun?" And he's like, "Well, you know, they had to defend themselves." Um, and uh... <laughs> but what's great here, and and again, we're gonna deep dive into this scene because this might be this is another one of the funnier scenes in the episode, but we we. we Get the reason for the falling out. Mm. And basically what happened is, you know, they were in an acapella band or group in college. Uh, Gus, as Gus is wont to do, fell in love with a girl. Uh, but Tony and June uh, thought she was a groupie. Gus was way into her. She was way into him. But they slept with her anyway. So I don't know how into her him she no, really I... was. Because the other guys were also way into her. Gus was uh, a friend zone guy too. <laughs> and... Uh, so that was, you know, the, the, the impetus of them sort of breaking up uh, and really not speaking to each other again. Um, and so, you know, this is where, you know, Sean and Gus say, okay, enough. We, you know, Gus needs to cool down. They go to investigate uh, the addresses on the notepad and it takes us to a warehouse. Um, and right away, Right, uh, Sean C. You know, does this clue face, and he sees there's evidence that signs that Diddle was there. Mm-hmm. Yep, we get that, and then we also get uh, Tony and June doing Sean and Gus moves, showing up to where they were told not to go. Yes, uh, <laughs> and they give him the, the well, you gave us the nod. I tell you, yeah, go ahead, be not. Yeah, because I'm clearly not adept enough to work a nod into a sentence. Mm-hmm. And this is where Gus goes. I told you not to mess around with the nod, Sean. You never yeah. did. No one. <laughs> so, you know, they follow them there. Uh, they say, wait here. Sean and Gus go in the warehouse to investigate. While they're looking around, they hear girlish screams, which are that of Tony and June, um, who have been now kidnapped. We're back at the station. We get, a, again, another palpable confrontation between Lassie and Gus. Um and again, just a tour de force scene. Yeah, and this is the one actually I was thinking of where they go yeah, nose yeah, yeah. to nose, and yeah. they're actually all up in each other's business. And this is where they tell them, you know, this shadiness might have started with your friends. And all the while, they know that's not true too. Yeah. So you got to keep that in mind. They're pretty much just fronting on them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really have never been more uncomfortable in this show. We already stated literally the two episodes before Sean saves each of their lives at different times uh, or at least creates the distraction for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, so that was also odd that that happened yeah. <laughs> in two episodes in a row. Either way, uh, it's a nice scene and then it does build up to another scene because this is where we referenced at the beginning again. You know, Jules was like, you know, if you have any info, now's the time. And Sean's like, nah, I'm gonna go keep my friends safe. Yeah, yeah fuck your couch. We mm-hmm. out. And uh, so they go to the the second address, which is another warehouse, and uh, they go American Ninja on their asses, and they get there, they see Candyman, and, <laughs> and so it's Johnny Gus kind of doing the whole you know slap thing, like you know, um, 
you know, trying to, you know, get position and all that. And uh, they see that there's a major drug deal going down. It's Candyman, some other gangsters. And what I love about this scene is when Gus goes to show, he goes, is he doing that thing where he's dipping his pinky in the drugs and tasting it to see if it's good? Yeah. Oh, he's doing it again. It must be good. Yeah. (laughs) That fucking kills me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the guys get caught because fucking Gus's phone is going off. And uh, what's his ringtone? It's him saying hello. And then the reason it went off is because Sean butt-dialed him. Yeah. And uh, so they, they they get busted. Right, and so they're about to. Uh... Well, they actually don't get busted right away. They think the people that were there doing the drug deal were coming to get him, and then they get away from him. And all of a sudden, Scarface or Candyman or the Boogeyman, whoever he is, he's out there. And this is one of my favorite things. He just pulls out the two guns and clocks one. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love before that when the when they're talking to the other gangsters, like, "Who are you?" He was Mikhail Dudikoff. <laughs> Who said you guys Russian mob? He goes, no, American Ninja. And they throw something at him, right? And they, they're able to run away. And then this is where Candy. So now you're thinking, oh, shit, they done got caught. Mm-hmm. And we get back to the station. And what do we learn, William? The Candyman is actually an undercover cop working on the largest sting in Santa Barbara history. And that Lassie and Jules obviously knew this all along. They stumbled on one of the biggest drug deals of all time. So... They actually kidnapped Tony and June in the first place to keep them safe. Again, information that could have been useful to Sean and Gus. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, they've been in there all night to keep them safe as well. And I think June ate three donuts. uh, (laughs) June is on his third donut. (laughs) But this this takes us to the reveal. So what what we figured out is that, you know, what Diddle had discovered was that, you know, the the we learned that the SP uh, PD uses uh, random uh, warehouses to store uh, drugs from drug busts. Yeah, all their contraband. And, and so the information that was that was being hacked from or stolen from Cyber, uh, Cyber Vault was the location of these police warehouses. And so we're at the 40-minute mark now. Uh, at this point, you're clueless into you know, who the culprit is. And it's literally the last person you suspect but it's the only person it could be because it's the only other person we've been introduced to. Um, and it's Chelsea, mm-hmm. the, the, the fine Christmas hams. Uh, you know, she had, um, you know, found the leak in the security code. Um, you got the information about these warehouses. She wanted to get herself some, make herself some bank. So she was selling this information uh, to various, you know, drug lords and gangsters across, you know, Santa Barbara. Uh, she'd get a piece of the action, and so, you know, uh, uh, Candyman went undercover and was trying to take these guys down. Sean and Gus do what Sean and Gus do, and they stumble into things. Well, Diddle actually was the one who did all the work. Well, Diddle's the one that did all the work, but you know, we we and we completely glossed over the fact um, that you know while they're at the station. Um, you know, you've got Sean and Gus, you know, in protective custody, Tony and June in protective custody, and but they still have no idea. They they have the the um, the file, the how, they can't, right? Yeah. They have the right, they have the how and the what, you know, but they don't know the who yet. They don't, they can't figure out the who until they can get that those files um, unencrypted. And this is where Sean goes. Wait a second, it's not an actual code. You get, you know. It's so hard to say goodbye. It's a it's a harmony. It's a vocalization encryption. So he gets the guys to sing. Mm-hmm. They get three of the four bits. Sean jumps in, sings, boom, unlock it. We find that's when they find out it's Chelsea. You know, she just wanted that cake. And um, overall, start to finish, plot wise, Billy, I thought this was great. Masterful, really masterful. Well done. Uh, just the only thing that didn't necessarily fit was how angry Juliet and Lassie were right yeah. off the you know the get-go basically. Yeah. I didn't hate it because I I think I was supposed to hate it in like the right ways. And yeah. it does kind of make sense for that to happen. It was just kind of weird out of nowhere, but yeah. Amazing. Amazing writing. What would have made a little bit more sense is if in the beginning say Jules and Lassie don't know, you know, uh you know what's going on 
and they're they're just being regular Lassian jewels. Mm. But then when when they do find out, you see that switch because they're doing it to be protective, right? They're trying to be terse. They're trying to be, you know, that way to really hammer home the point. Don't get involved. But well, the they, fact, they the didn't fact, know Diddle's death at the beginning was related to this. Though. Right. Still takes. Yeah. Right. And then what's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if they picked it up on that second half. Yeah. Exactly. If they were. But then that would have been start... a plot device. They're actually just being. Dicks. Yeah. Yeah. They are being Big meanies. Being meanies. So Bully. you can tell how much we love this episode because we are 55 minutes in. Oh, and shit. we're just now getting to the Thundercats. Oh, baby. Oh, uh, oh. So, you know, we we've mentioned some of these scenes. We're gonna we're gonna rip through them here because it's mostly quotes, things that make us laugh. What kind uh, of grown ass man doesn't own a black suit? Besides yeah. me, the Joker, Colonel Sanders, and those two are already like the funny ones. And then Matthew McConaughey, that man doesn't own a shirt. He doesn't need to own a shirt, right? So that yeah, that was at the funeral. That was right off the rip um you know sean at the sermon sean asked gus right away he goes can, can i say an amen he goes yeah but you, you gotta, gotta wait, wait for it, it. and then you when they wait. get it and he says it, he like the look is unreal amen and then and then uh he stands up and goes hallelujah you know and he's the only one standing <laughs> and again it's 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 the facial expression. Even when they're singing and he's trying to like come and forward carry me home, his like eyes are just like bouncing around. But that that and that might that you know I there's there's a ton of lines and especially that June line says that mama I'll give me that guy. But the the thing I think of the most when I think of this episode is when the priest or the pastor calls up you know, John, you know the guys to go sing, and and Sean's like what are you doing? Shut mm-hmm. Gus, get back here! What are you doing? And they start singing, and they sound like songbirds of a generation. Coming forth to carry me home. home. And the look on Sean's face when he hears and sees them singing, and then he starts doing the little, the little it's like the scene in Step Brothers, yeah, <laughs> the combination of Jesus and Fergie. Yeah, I mean that 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 is all facial stuff. That is mm-hmm. all physical acting, and the sheer joy um, that you get. Um, is tremendous, and the fact that all three of those brothers can sing. Oh yeah, they have good voices. They have good harmony. And as we dropped this before, we you know, uh, you know, I've always wanted to be in a four piece singing band. Uh, you know, five backup. piece is my backup. But then, what's also great about this scene is now they're in the concessions, and there's a video tribute of all of them from college. And you know, Gus has the high top fade, and they're in their jackets and they're dancing. And what does Sean say to Gus here, Billy? Well, first he wants to know exactly why he's so mad at somebody who could create uh, such beautiful harmonies together. It was like uh, uh, I forget the the fuck uh, without Bobby and Ricky for oh uh, um 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 oh Jesus Christ we suck. Bell oh. Bib DeVoe no uh it's like that though. Oh, Either way, God. it'll come to me regardless. Um, he's wants to find out why they were in such a fight because they created such beautiful harmony. Um, I was on the tip of my tongue there, but. Uh, he's Frosty like, can I, guys too, right? oh, Jesus. can I get a hint? Maybe even a little baby hint. <laughs> but he's like, man, I wish I knew you when you were black. And his delivery of the line is, it's one of the best deliveries he's ever had. It's probably the best line of the episode. Yeah. Because he's just like, he sees him dancing with those guys. He's like, man, I wish I knew you when you were black. And the look on Gus's face as he says it, absolutely hilarious. Uh, Diddle's apartment, you know, the jackets, the dance, you know, and then what I never picked up the first few times I've watched this, but then as I was rewatching it for this and I had my headphones on so I can hear some more of the background noises, you know, you, you, new addition. Cam- God damn it. There we go. <laughs> the camera is on Sean and Gus, but you can hear June and Tony in the background and you just, and it's this, I, I don't know how I picked this up, but June just goes, man, we're like knights in black satin, you know? Uh, and then you know, they're all dancing, and then Gus is like, Psh! he takes it off. He goes, Oh, this smells like mold. Uh, mine smells like mothballs. And then Tony goes, Yeah, mine smells like mold. And then June takes his off and goes, Yeah, it smells like my grandmama's feet. It smells like my grandma's feet. <laughs> oh man, and then and then the coroner's office, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where we meet Woody, uh, he does his Caruso, uh, and then there's this little you know, back and forth bit with the Rosetta Stone. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, and Woody says, "Yeah," and Woody says, "Oh, you've been you've been you know listening to the Rosetta Stone." He goes, "Wait, there's audio of the Rosetta Stone," and it's the look that Woody gives. He's like, "Oh, you got me, you boob." Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love it. And then uh, we're at Henry's, um, and we we get some classic Henry stuff here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> damn shot themselves with a BB gun. Uh, this is we get a lot of B though. This is oh, like yeah. your P. Uh, hello, P. Please tell me you ain't using Dill's death to get some play from that shorty because he does yeah. the whole thing where uh, he writes his penmanship, uh, he writes his phone number on the back so he can show his penmanship because that's a sign, sign of virility. Of virility. Yeah, <laughs> because who's B? I thought he was B. <laughs> Everyone's B, but but you, yeah. Um, and then oh. <laughs> Oh, and then <laughs> I touched so, that be. I touched that be. Wait, who's B? Uh, who's John Slade? Uh, so you know, we you know, this is where you know we we learn about the falling out, right? Of of the guys, and it's all because of a girl. Mm-hmm. And 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 fucking Tony keeps saying, "You don't fall in love with the groupie. That's the code." And then Henry just looks. I thought over the code shot. was like, "You don't sleep with your best friend's sister." And then the look that June and Tony give Chuck, you step with, oh my man! They go to give him, you know, they go to give him, you know, potatoes. Uh, absolutely classic. Um, and you then, give him pink. <laughs> and then the end scene at the office where uh, you see, oh my god, you see Diddle, Gus, and Tony singing, and then all of a sudden you just see fucking Sean's head pop around the corner, like what? Are you guys singing? And this is the other thing that I absolutely love from this episode that I quote all. I've said it on the show many a times, where they're going to get together, they're going to sing at a friend's wedding because the you know the wedding singer had bailed, uh, but they need a fourth person, but they can't be called um, Black Appella. So Sean comes up with the greatest nickname of a uh, of a band of all time. He's given a lot of thought. The Quarter math black. adds up. Quarter Black. And it's unbelievably hilarious. It, it is really so is. funny because they're the exact opposite of a quarter black. In fact, yeah. they are a quarter white, yeah. but that would be a ridiculous name. So right. the quarter black, and then they're like, nah, I like it. We're like a bunch of, and who my, my favorite quarterback to ever wear the number 12 of all time. I like a bunch of little rental Cunninghams running around. Yeah, I absolutely love that line. He's like, yeah, like a bunch of little rental Cunninghams running around. Like Jesus I don't even think that killed. makes sense either. I don't know yeah. if he is uh, of mixed descent, but <laughs> but it is absolutely perfect. And it's like June kills it. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna go get into favorite character here. I mean, it's Sean with a bullet, but oh yeah, a real close second was June. Um, and then I, I'm I'm telling you right now, Billy. There's going to be multiple episodes coming down the line here. We get to favorite character. And it Woody. is going to be Woody Strode. We well, what we might need is a Henry Father of the Year award for Woody. Some sort of Woody moment or oh, a Woodism. Yeah. yeah, we'll call it a Woody. We'll just call it the Woody. Yeah, the Woody. Um, so quotes here. Uh, you know that we actually we, we, we I think we've said about most of these. Hmm. One of my favorite ones here that I that I forget about. Um, is uh, <laughs> when when they walk into the police station and Sean says hi Jules and then he looks at last and he goes hi old penguin from Happy Oh Feet. my god so there's so many <laughs> and that's the most abstract of them all it's usually like Mr. Bean or Flat Stanley but that's a good right. one uh, what else here uh, no, we, uh, a Woody line don't be worried I've been playing with dead things since I was a toddler sister had green eyes that's a special <laughs> circumstance uh, <laughs> oh when they're in uh the cyber vault and the guy is talking about uh you know how accomplished and how good that diddle is and sean's like i can make a straw crawl like a worm i can also make the inside of my elbow look like a butt but <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see what, what are some other ones here um you know we hit on most of these again that man with five ten he can dunk with two hands oh, there i go again that's so good oh and then this it's another great little june line he's like he can't be dead can't be. And then I look at the casket. That, that's got to be Dill. Because why would they put a picture of him on another dude's coffin? And that's when I lose it. You know, it's just like his delivery. It's, it's so it's, good. It is It is freaking fantastic. So any, anything else on here uh, you want to hit before we go? I think that's good. Um, yeah, so let's get to the creamsicle, baby. 
All right, so running gags, no pineapple. We already got the uh, Gus nicknames, John Slade, Gus Brown, and Sean White. It was amazing. And he's like, don't worry, I got this. And he gets the two worst ones ever, including one being uh, a famous uh, snowboarder, skateboarder. Uh, Gus, don't be uh, the American version of the British adaptation of Gus. Yeah. <laughs> Convoluted, but I liked it. I've heard it both ways. Very taught to that. Uh, Abercrombie and Fletch. Uh, wordplay. Uh, decipher it, and then did you? What was this say one? Token hemorrhoid. Oh yeah, yeah, the hyoid right, bone, the broken yeah. hyoid. Did you say token hemorrhoid? You know, it's not what I said. Uh, Henry Father of the Year moment. I mean, I just, you know, it's just a great scene. Yeah, I thought the code was not to be your best friend's sister. Who the hell is Jocelyn? Who the hell is B? Like such great old man moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a bunch of uh, obscure references, and you wrote it down, and we still and I wrote it down. <laughs> New edition, uh, Destiny's Child, uh, the one with the Chile soccer players mm-hmm. is alive. Alive. Um, a Patrick Fugit uh, reference. Uh, we get a reference to Hammer Pants, oh. which I think I owned a pair when I was a youth. Uh, Steve Martin and the Spanish Prisoner, Lean on Me, American Ninja, and Sugar Hill. Yeah, it was a it was a jam packed episode, and I don't think I give this one as much love as I should. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's fantastic, and it's going to reflect in my score here because I gave it a I give rock hard seven point eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it seven point five five, probably slightly low. I could probably bump it up to a seven point six. Yeah, but I like next week's episode. I think much better. Yeah, like seven point eight. There's going to be a bunch of episodes I think are going to fall mm. in this range, which is going to make it difficult to rank at the end of the season. But um, of which we should probably warn Jacob well, soon. Yeah, yeah about two months. Yeah, 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 because he's got he's got to start rewatching, um, so he can screw up our rankings. So we love this episode; it's absolutely tremendous. Come on, son! Come on, come on, son! Come on, son! Come on, son. Uh, what do we got week, next week? We got let's get Harry. Uh, another pair of Christmas hams kissing under mistletoe. This is where we actually get the line. Uh, title on the line, as Gorilla Monsoon would used to say. But it is, to me, it's an all-timer. We get another Head Over Heels Gus uh, episode for him crushing on Vampira. Oh, I love yeah. this episode. Oh, love we, get a, we get a great line in this one where it's, uh, I'll take a slow gin fizz, hold the oh. gin. You know, it's yeah. funny. We were out for my mother's 65th birthday probably a week, two weeks ago maybe. And uh, my mother literally has one to two drinks a decade. Yeah. No <laughs> lie. Slow gin fizz. Well, she said, like, we were at, like, her old high school hangout or college hangout or whatever the hell it was. Uh, she was like, oh, there was a drink I used to get back in the day. I forget what they called it, though. And I literally was like, a slow gin fizz. Because <laughs> that's what old that's what people drank, like, 40 years ago. Yeah. And my mom was like, that's it? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hold oh, the gin. Yeah. <laughs> Love the gin. So I can't wait to – because I, I, I remember it and the um, the guest star in this – Again, he's one of those guys. He's got one of those faces. He's just been in a bunch of random things. Mm-hmm. I think he was in that show Scandal, uh, that popular show Scandal for a while. I think, but um, I haven't watched this episode in a dog's age, so I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, so uh, until next week, Billy. Uh, the people can find us though on oh, yes. Facebook, <laughs> Spotify, YouTube. We have a bunch of podcasts. Uh, this is Den Pineapple Boys. I've heard it both ways. TLDR, Mac and Goo, Dork, PCP, and Change My Mind. And then the streamers are you, Shime, you're both on the Twitch, and then Davey and Keith do it on the YouTubes. That's right. So, <laughs> until next week, Billy, wait for it. Frank says hi. <laughs>